Hi, this is Harita Benjamin and you're listening to On Manorama's special pre-budget series. India's Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman and her team of experts are preparing the union budget for 2020-21 as we speak. And as you all know, they have to do a tough balancing act this time. Retail inflation, growth, fiscal deficit, employment rate, consumption, some of the most crucial factors of Indian economy or any economy for that matter are looking at their worst performance in years. Only a budget which weighs in the effect of these five factors can revive the economy from the current status. Let's look at the looming threat of stagflation for instance. The spike in retail inflation to 7.35% in December as opposed to 2.11% a year back is definitely one of the biggest challenges for the budget planners. This is way past the RBI's 2 to 6% target. Put this in perspective with India's 6.5 year low growth rate of 4.5% in the last quarter. Now you're staring at the most dreaded trap of modern economy, stagflation. Stagflation is an undesirable phenomenon which involves a combination of persistently high inflation with high unemployment and a stagnancy in demand. But if prices continue to trend upwards for the next few months, the phenomenon may soon be here to stay. The food inflation primarily driven by the price rise in vegetables and pulses was at 14.2% in December as opposed to minus 2.6% a year ago. This is a stark difference. Though the high inflation is largely driven by the massive increase in vegetable prices, the RBI is unlikely to ignore the trend while fixing its monetary policy, as controlling inflation is the task of the central bank. Easing the monetary policy could drive up prices by stimulating demand. RBI's tight monetary policy will prove as a challenge to the finance ministry if it is looking at deficit spending as a way out of the economic slowdown. Fiscal deficit. This is yet another factor the government needs to uh, keep track of while setting the budget. Fiscal deficit, which is the net borrowing of the government, has stood at 15% above target in the first 8 months of FY20. At an aggregate level, the expenditure has been in line with the budget trend. However, the corporate tax cut, the average GST collection, or the shortfall in excise and customs duties are likely to compromise on the aggregate revenue substantially. Now, a higher fiscal deficit inevitably implies higher borrowing by the government and higher interest rates, and this does not look good on any economy. Now, let's move on to the issue of unemployment. India's unemployment rate which hit 7.7% in the month of December as opposed to 5.49% a year ago indicates that the country desperately needs to work towards job generation. Official data indicates that the country hit a 45 year high unemployment level in 2017-18. Now a few things about the fall in consumer demand. The fall in consumer demand after a steady growth for four consecutive decades is yet another issue the government has to tackle with. A glance at the leaked draft of the NSSO data reveals that the average monthly spending by an individual fell to rupees 1446 in 2017-18 from rupees 1501 in 2011-12, a dip by 3.7%. 
If the figures in the survey are to be taken at face value, it implies that India, both urban and rural, is grappling with several consumption-related issues. Uh, to name a few, a severe trade-off between education, health and nutrition, undernourishment and falling living standards. So having said that, what are the solutions to these multifarious issues? Corporate tax cuts, liquidity support to housing finance companies, one-time partial credit guarantee to public sector banks for purchase of high-rated pooled assets uh, of NBFCs and a mega merger of public sector banks are some of the steps taken by our government since August. But the problem lies that most of these reforms uh, are supply-side reforms. And given the deep demand deficit, India will do well to take a leaf out of Keynesian economics. According to John Maynard Keynes, the volume of employment in a country depends on the level of effective demand of people for goods and service. And boosting effective demand could give the economy the much-needed upliftment it needs. For instance, a lower tax could increase the purchasing power of the consumer and boost demand. Though politically motivated to an extent, some of the key issues highlighted during our Bharat Band uh, conducted on January 8th are essentially solutions to the demand problem. The various demands raised by the trade unions, such as increased minimum wages to rupees 21,000, prevent modification of labour laws to benefit businessmen, reduce inflation, strengthen public uh, distribution system, ensure minimum support price for farmers produce, farm loan waiver, a solution to the unemployment crisis are all intrinsically linked to the aggregate demand. Significant reforms in health and education, which eat up a major portion of the average household's income, will also prove beneficial to the economy at large. Having said that, let's hope Sita Raman and her team has some tricks up their sleeve to revive the struggling economy and correct our five indicators for the better. Do follow us at onmanorama.com on February 1st to know more on the union budget.